What is up, guys? Lapatty Ball. Sam. Back at you again. Episode. I don't. I'm not. I need to stop saying that because I always forget. Episode unknown. Unknown episode number. Maybe nine. But we're back with some NBA. Sam, how are you feeling about the Los Angeles Lakers making their first NBA Finals appearance since 2010? When one of the most successful sports franchises in history is yet again once again successful, it's always super thrilling. But to be fair, the Lakers have totally earned it. They came out and they were the first team that I've seen been able to stop the freight train that was Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. It was really impressive to see how much work Denver was able to put in, how much they were able to do, being able to knock off Utah in seven, then being able to knock off the Clippers in seven. But the Lakers are a different animal. The Lakers, led by LeBron James, who absolutely took over at times. A couple of triple-doubles in this five-game series. A couple of them, because that's what the King does. They were able to pretty much shut down Denver and in a gentleman's sweep take care of them. Now, is Denver tired from the last couple of series? Sure, but that's no excuse. In reality, the truth of the matter is, Denver was outplayed. The Lakers are a better team. The Lakers are probably the best team still standing. Does that mean they're going to win it all? I don't know. But what I do know is that the Lakers have gotten to the big dance. They've earned it. They were the better team. Yeah, I was hoping this series would have been a bit close like a lot of the games still were close you had game twos anthony davis buzzer beater um you had game four coming down a little bit to the wire lakers still won by six and game five was pretty competitive up until lebron kind of took over the fourth quarter as we've seen him do time and time again i don't think that's going to change for a few years at least you're going to see lebron do that I was I was very impressed after game three. I think game three was huge for Denver because it allowed them to get their first win. And they most importantly, they out-rebounded L.A. by 19. And L.A. also didn't shoot it very well from three. Um, so I think it was huge for them to come back and kind of go back to their normal ways game four and game five, just kind of playing very good basketball. LeBron always seeming to be in control as usual. I think it's going to be the same for the finals. I think it'll be a bit closer depending on who they play, as we could find that out tonight, or maybe it'll go to a game seven. Who enough That would not surprise me at this point with these playoffs, but hats off to the Lakers. LeBron and AD played very well, minus AD's very subpar rebounding performance in game three. I mean, I love seeing Anthony Davis get two rebounds. I expect that from him. That's kind of – it's a bit – it's a bit – uh. It's a bit more. I usually expect him to get one, so it was kind of nice to see him get two instead of one as he is, you know, 6'10". So that was really cool to see him get a whole two rebounds. I bet I could do that in an NBA game. I could get two rebounds. Just one of those, some of those long on the three-pointers, those ones that just bounce just back to the guards. I could get a couple of those. But other than that, two great series played by two superstar talents in the NBA and – the defense also did a decent job against Murray and Jokic. Murray only averaged 25 for the series. Jokic, a little under 22. So, hats off to Lakers. I'm excited to see what they can do in this NBA Finals, which hopefully starts soon. But, Sam, you got anything else to add 
on the point. Yeah, in Game 5 last night, I think the most impressive thing was just how dominant LeBron James and Anthony Davis were. LeBron puts up 38 points. Anthony Davis puts up 27. I'm no math whiz at all, but I believe that's about, oh, I don't know, 67 points. I edit this here. Hold on. I actually have to do this math. I can't. I can't actually just be wrong like that. Actually, I don't know. I'm absolutely a senior in college. Oh, I knew it. 65. 65 points combined to the 117. Over half of the team's points combined by the two players alone. LeBron last night, a casual 16 rebounds, 10 assists in 40 minutes. I think that game was the most called upon LeBron's been this entire postseason. He hasn't had to work like that this entire postseason, which just means he's going to be fresh for the finals. How frightening is that to think of a LeBron James fresh for the finals? He's had to drag teams there during his Cleveland years. Miami, a little easier, but I mean, still had to put in all the work, or a lot of the work. This has been the first time where he's been able to kind of let Anthony Davis do his thing, his team defensively locked down, and James just does his part. I think that we're going to see a reinvigorated LeBron James here in the NBA Finals. I think we're going to see some energy. I think we're going to see some real alpha mentality from him. And I look forward to it. I think the Lakers wrapped the series up the perfect way. 117 to 107, excuse me. 10-point victory. That feels about what this series is. A 10-point victory to me feels like it's a win, a confident win, and you're ready to move on to the next. That's exactly what the Lakers are. Yeah, and it kind of felt that way for the entire series, honestly. Like, Lakers winning comfortably. The Nuggets did put up a fight in some of the games, but it always felt like the Lakers kind of had it. Like, there wasn't really a point, even after Game 3, it was like, I truly think Denver is going to win this series. I mean, even though I did say that in the last round, the Nuggets did prove me wrong, but they proved me right here. I always felt like the Lakers were in control. And even though they had some weaknesses that they showed in Game 3, I uh, I do think still a dominant effort by LeBron and AD for most of the series. And I will say there's been a lot of discussion about who the, they, the Lakers need a third guy to pick it up. I It doesn't seem like they really have needed that third guy at this point. Like, Contavious Caldwell-Pope did average 11 this series. Kuzma almost 10. Dwight Howard averaged 8 and 5. But it just seems like they haven't really needed a guy to get 15 a game. It's just you need the two to go off and everybody else to play solid defense, maybe contribute some buckets now and then, which I thought that was going to be a big concern for them coming into this postseason, but it hasn't. And who knows if they'll still continue that way. Maybe Miami or Boston forces them to need that third guy. But I don't know. This formula seems to be working. They've been getting, They've won in five games each round. Maybe it'll continue in the finals. Yeah, the Lakers don't need another player. They've got two of the top seven players in the world, and I think that that's being really, really generous to some other guys to say that they're only two of the top seven, if not two of the top five. These are two really impressive basketball players who are on the same team together who have built a really good group of guys around them. You've got everybody that you mentioned, Dwight Howard, Danny Green, Cardwell Pope, Caruso, Kuzma, Morris, Rondo, McGee, that's a strong, strong lineup. That's deep. The Lakers have depth. The Lakers have bench scoring. The Lakers have guys who can come in. 
the Lakers also have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and I don't know how much more of that you need. Doesn't seem like they need a lot more. Just some decent bench players. Um, moving on to the other side of the bracket. We have a series that has not wrapped up yet. Uh, Boston and Miami. What are your thoughts so far on this series, Sam? Miami looked absolutely dominant in just about every single game except for game five. How ugly was game five? What could have been a closeout game just became a nightmare for the Miami Heat. You want to talk about a bad quarter. Boston outscored Miami in the third, 41-25. They outscored them 33-32 in the second, 29-25 in the fourth. In the first quarter, Miami blew out Boston. I'm curious what happened in between quarters. Boston shored up defensively a little bit, yeah. They played with some fire, some passion. They knew they only had three quarters left in their basketball in their basketball season. Had they not picked it up, but the Celtics, the Celtics looked like the Celtics in this game. The Celtics looked like the team that had had no problem before this. The Celtics looked dominant in most of their series so far. And in this game, they looked to the way that they had in past series. Celtics fans, you better hope this is the team that shows up tonight. And hope this is the team that shows up if there's a Game 7. Because Miami's not going to lay down again. They're mad. They've got Jimmy Butler, one of the toughest SOBs out there. Leading that ball club. And they've got a great supporting staff. Bam Adebayo, All-Star. Tyler Hero. Duncan Robinson, Gordon Drogic, great supporting cast. They're not lying down again. So Boston, you better come ready to play. Yeah, I was surprised. I would have expected, especially in the, with the way the Heat played in the first half, where they seemed to lead comfortably for most of the first half, I was like, this should be a closeout. I think it will be a closeout in this game. They've looked like they were ready to pounce, but Boston... I'm going to give some credit to Boston here. They came out. They kept their season alive. They got to do it two more times, which I'm not putting it past this team. I could easily see them doing that. They, Especially with the way they played Fry, Friday. Friday, bad with days. Um, but, yeah, I think I Miami is definitely going to come out with the fire. Um, quick shout-out to Tyler Hero for dropping 37 in Game 4. I was not expecting that. Uh, I don't think anyone was. And... I saw he had the top-selling jersey the night that game happened So on the NBA store, so good for him. <laughs> um, and it seems like Miami has been able to win the close ones in this series, and that's been the big difference. Game 1 decided by 3 points, Game 2 decided by 5, Game 4 decided by 3, all Miami wins. The Boston Celtic wins have been by double digits, both of them. So I think that's uh, been big, the way that Miami seems to be able to take control in those close situations, I think... I still think Miami's going to win in six or seven. I, I do think that. I think the way that I think Boston needs to be able to show that they can win a close game in this series. They have definitely shown they can before, but it just seems like each time it gets down to the wire, Boston's able to, not able, sorry, not able to pull it out. And Miami, whether that be Jimmy Butler, 
Tyler Hero in game four. Anybody on that roster, really, I could see closing out a game. Maybe not anybody. I don't know if I could see Adonis Haslam closing out a game at 40, but maybe most... I could trust most of those players to make a clutch shot. I'm excited to watch this game tonight, though. It should be quite the quite the matchup. Speaking of this game here tonight, I got a couple of questions for you. A little game we're going to run through. Oh. Just to be God. able to play around and give a good preview of this game coming up tonight. Questions. Questions. Always questions. I mean, ask away. First question. If you're the Miami Heat, you're trying to close I'm out not, tonight. Okay. You're trying to close out tonight. Okay. What is your key to the game to being able to close out the Boston Celtics? I think the big key here is you have to score more points than the Boston Celtics. <laughs> um, no, if I'm being serious. <laughs> I, other than that, that's, a, <laughs> that's quite, the, quite the big key here for me. But other than that, I think I think the big key is you got to keep sharing the rock if you're boss. I mean, they did do that in game five. Like, you got guys like Dragic, 23, Duncan Robinson, 20, Jimmy Butler, 17, Jay Crowder, 14, Tyler Hero, 14. I think they have to – there's not a lot they need to change, in my opinion. I think they have shown they can win the close game. I think if they, they – I think the big key for me is for them to stay in the game because in their two losses – they have not been in the game. It's been Boston taking control and not letting them make it a close game. Because even in Game 1 and Game 2, Boston did have some sizable leads in both of those games. Miami was able to make it a game. I think they they need to capitalize, say it's a 10-point game. They need to make a run, 6-point run, 7-point run, whatever it is to make that a close game. Because... I am taking that Miami Heat team all day over Boston in the clutch. So they just need to make it a game. They just need to keep it close. That's it. They've been playing a very good series, in my opinion. I think they just need to keep it close. And they should be able to walk out of here in game six with a win because I trust them so much. If if uh, if it was tied with a minute left and I had to bet my life, I would put it on Miami to win because I would just trust them. Even if they were down three, I would still bet it on them to win. They've shown... They all can just take control of the game in the clutch. So that's, other than scoring more points, that's the key to the game, in my opinion. Who is your Miami Heat player to watch? Other than uh, Myers Leonard, um, I would honestly have to go with Bam. Bam did not have a great showing in game five. Sure, he had eight, po- eight, eight, ugh, eight rebounds and eight assists. But five fouls, 13 points, shot under 50%, which is not great for him. I think he is going to have a bounce-back game. I think he is another, like, if he plays well, Miami should be able to get this win. So I I would watch Bam Adebayo, honestly, um, as a Miami Heat. I wouldn't say X-Factor because he's proven he can show up. I would watch him to have a comeback game and help help Miami close us out in six. Lastly, as far as the Miami side is concerned, what is the biggest mistake you could see Miami making that they need to avoid in order to close out the Celtics tonight? I'm going to go with kind of a lame one, um, but I would say foul trouble. Game five, Miami struggled. 
Duncan Robinson had four. Sweet Butler had four. Goran, Goran Dragic fouled out. Bam had five. Tyler Hero had three. I think they just don't they just don't need to foul as much because the more you foul, obviously players are going to get in foul trouble. More free throws are going to end up on the Boston side, and I would not give that Boston team more free throws. They they shoot it very well from the line. So I think they just got to cut down on the fouling if they continue to foul because I know they're a very physical team. So I can easily see the foul numbers being up there again. You don't want to just give those easy points to Boston. No team likes giving up free throws. And this Boston team shoots it very well from the free throw line. I, I, that's honestly the biggest key for me. Because I feel like Miami is usually a very solid team. But I think that's an area they need to improve on from game five. Because they always distribute the ball well. They always have a balanced scoring attack. Which makes it hard to zone in on one guy. But you got to stop giving up those... Those easy points, because Boston's a team that could take advantage of that. Let's see. They missed um, – they had a total of three missed free throws in uh, game five. So they're not going to miss a lot of them. So just don't give a lot of them to Boston. We switch sides now and go to the Boston Celtics. Same three questions. Number one being, if you were the Boston Celtics, what is your one key to not being eliminated tonight? I think Kemba Walker needs to show up because he just – I have not seen Kemba Walker play very well in this series. Last game, he had 15 points. Okay, that's fine. Four of 11 shooting. I You don't want to see that from your star. Or may, not, maybe not your star because Jason Tatum is obviously the star of the show there. But very key player for them. I think he needs to have a good game. I It has been a long time since I've heard, Kemba Walker is having a great game because it just seems like he has not been able to show up these past couple rounds. And I think he needs to show up. I, 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 I'm not saying he can't. I definitely think he can. But he is a big X factor. And that kind of answers the second question for me because I feel like Kemba Walker is a guy that you need to watch because... He has shown he still can hit clutch shots, even though he's not really, even when he's not playing his best. But again, in a lot of these games, he's putting up twenty-ish, a little less than twenty. I would like to see a little bit more production, maybe better shooting. He's had some low shooting numbers. I mean, granted, game three he shot fifty percent from the field, forty-seven percent game two, but one, th- one, four, and five, thirty-one percent, thirty-six percent. 43%. That's not really numbers I want to see from Kemba Walker, a guy who doesn't necessarily get a lot of looks in this Boston offense at times because sometimes they'll give it. They have a lot of options as well. That's what I like about both these teams. But I think you got to watch Kemba Walker. I think if he can have a big game, say maybe 25 at least, because he has not had a 25-point game since looks like game three against Toronto. And that's a little bit concerning for me. I need to see more from him. And that's that's the, my player to watch and the big key to this game for for Boston. I couldn't say Boston. 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 Well, you said it right right there. All right. You took care of two questions at once right there. Very very economic of you. Very economical of you. I don't know if those are words. I think those are economical. words. Economical. 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 It doesn't yeah. matter. Very efficient of you to take care of two questions at one time. The last question remaining. What is the big mistake 
that Boston cannot make if they want to stave off elimination? I would say at times in this series, the big thing for me is the three-point shooting for Boston. I mean, Miami has not shot the ball well from three for decent chunks in this series. Um, but I, it doesn't seem to affect them as much. I feel like they are very good at getting into the paint. They have a lot of guys who can drive, and they don't necessarily need a three. Three is not a big part of Jimmy Butler's game, Bam Adebayo's game. So this isn't as concerning for me to see them, to see um, Miami shoot. Oh, okay, 20% from three is pretty bad, but I don't think they're going to shoot like that again. But on the Boston side, 31% from three is not going to get it done. When you have guys like Jason Tatum, who shot 10 threes in game five, Jalen Brown shot 10. Kemba Walker took six. I just think they're going to need more. They're going to need better shooting. Gordon Hayward was 0 for 4 from 3. I I think the three-pointer is a big part of this Boston team's game, and I think they need to shoot a little better if they want to continue to stay in this series because one bad shoot night from 3. Like, they do have some guys that can drive, but they don't necessarily have a huge paint presence. I mean, Daniel Tice has played very well, but I – I still would take Miami in the paint. So I think the three-pointer is a big area that the Celtics need to improve upon and not make a big mistake there. I love all those points. The Patty Ball, everybody stepping up to answer questions for both the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics ahead of tonight's ball game. Final question, and I'm writing this down so we have it so we can look back on it next week. Your final score prediction for Game 6 between the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat. Ugh, gosh, I'm always awful with these. Um, okay. I'm going to say Miami 111, Boston 109. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to come down to the clutch, and I think Miami is going to succeed in the clutch, as we have seen. Quite a few times. I'm going to throw the same question at you, Sam. I'm going to write it down as well. So you have to do this. And you have to suffer through the pain of doing bad at it, as I do. What is your final score prediction for Game 6? Miami 115. Boston 110. I think that it's a very close game, but I think that it's one of those games where free throws come into play near the end. So you're going to get a score that's maybe not so even. I can see it being a three-point game late. Boston missing a clutch shot. Miami getting a rebound. Hitting a couple of free throws at the other end. And that being the ball game. Okay. Now I feel bad. I, that was the only question I asked you. Oh, it's okay. No, I wanted to, I wanted to be asking questions. That's why I set it up. Oh. I see. Okay, interesting. Well, moving on from that, um, we're that's a, that's about it for playoff coverage because there's only two series, so a little bit less to talk about. But so thanks to Sam for making those questions, so we have something to talk about. Um, moving on to just general NBA news, Billy Donovan. You know him. Uh, you may like him. I'm pretty indifferent on him these days. Um, New coach of the Chicago Bulls. Sam, do you like the move? Do you hate the move? What are your thoughts? I don't hate the move. I think that it's a... I think that it is a... It, it's a decent move for the Chicago Bulls. Billy Donovan is the kind of coach that... 
he's the kind of coach that I think might not be a championship level coach, but he's a playoff level coach. He's absolutely a playoff level coach. He's the kind of guy that can get your team out of the gutter and into playoff positioning. And I think that's where the Chicago Bulls need to be. Chicago Bulls don't need to be in contention right now, but just get back to the playoffs. Get back to the playoffs. Get back into the swing of things. I think that Billy Donovan's the kind of guy that can get that done. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Sam. I don't think he's going to win you a championship. He showed that. Um, didn't really step up in the playoffs, it seemed. But I think he could get this Bulls team into the playoffs the next couple of years. I do like their roster quite a bit. I uh, where? Why won't it pull up? I don't want to look at the coaching, the assistant coaches right now. They got, they got Zach Levine, Chris Dunn. Um, what's his name? Larry Markinen. I think Jim Boylan never used him properly, and his numbers kind of decreased as a part of that. Uh, you got Otto Porter Jr. You got Thomas Sedaransky. You got Kobe White. Kobe White's a, uh, a, a really young. fun, really good young guard. Uh, yeah, I like him a lot too, I think. And then uh, Wendell Carter Jr. I think that team could be, a, especially in the East, considering where it's not as difficult to maybe make it as a lower seed as it is in the West these days. I think that team could maybe break in in the next couple of years as an eight seed or a seven seed, and I could see Billy Donovan doing that. I don't think he'd coach very well in the playoffs. He's not a very good playoff coach. From what I've seen, and I'm a little, I'm a Billy Donovan uh, expert. I would say, I've watched the guy for a long time. But how does he do in the playoffs? Well, he did good his uh, his first year when he took OKC to the conference finals and almost beat the Warriors. But since then, it's been pretty. He hasn't won a first round playoff series since then, so uh, it's been a little infuriating for me. Because when you're playing teams like the Jazz who had a rookie Donovan Mitchell, that should be a win. You have Paul George and Russell Westbrook, aging Carmelo Anthony, but can still hit some shots. You should be able to win that series. Uh, a, a Blazers team with Ennis Cantor as the starting center versus Yusuf Nurkic, that should that could have been a better series. That should have been a better series when you have Russell Westbrook and a guy who finished top three in MVP voting in Paul George. But it wasn't. it was not a good series. He's. I just don't think he can get done in the playoffs. He can get you to the playoffs decently well, but nothing there. Um. Do you have anything else to add about Billy Donovan, Sam? I don't want to just cut you off. Decent hire. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's it's a pretty it's pretty safe hire. Not really a boom or bust. I think it's just medium medium risk, medium reward. Yeah, I don't see them winning a playoff series with Billy Donovan as the head coach, but you never know. Um, and it's a little bit more head coaching buzz. We got this dude, I don't know if you know him. His name is Mike D'Antoni, and he's considered the favorite right now for the 76ers job as of uh, Bleach Report notified me this morning. Sam, what do you think of that? I think that it's very interesting given the roster there in Philadelphia. They have a big team. They've got a big, tall team. Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson's a long guy. You've got, I believe you have, um, isn't, um, who's their small forward whose name I'm blanking on right now? Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is still there. Thank you. Al Horford, who is, Al Horford's there too, correct? Yes, Al Horford's still still there. Perfect. No, he's still there. And so is Joel Embiid. 
That's a big team. D'Antoni's not a big team kind of guy. D'Antoni's a run-the-floor kind of guy. I would be very interested to see how many of those guys are able to fit into a able to fit into a Mike D'Antoni, excuse me, Mike D'Antoni, able to fit into a Mike D'Antoni system. Yeah, I, uh, it would be a very interesting hire. I don't know if necessarily be a great hire. It'd be better than Brett Brown for sure. But I do think if, if, uh, Mike D'Antoni does end up getting the job, I don't think Al Horford is long for Philadelphia. Like he's, he's not going to stay there. I think, especially with D'Antoni's offense, I think Joel, isn't that not the best fit in terms of running, but I could see him sliding Tobias Harris down to power forward, maybe keeping Joel, maybe getting another guard who can help Ben Simmons out and maybe move Ben Simmons to a smaller position, maybe not necessarily where he's running the show as much. Um, I could see that working out very well for Philadelphia, but I could also see it crashing and burning if his, his, uh, his coaching style does not really mesh. But, I don't know. D'Antoni has had some elite centers. He's had uh, Amari Stoudemire in Phoenix, an aging Tyson Chandler, still somewhat good. Another Amari Stoudemire in uh, New York. Did he have Shaq in Phoenix, or was he not the coach by then? Uh, he might have had Shaq, or they might have gotten rid of Shaq by then. I don't, I don't know, because I feel like... I feel like the whole running gun thing was more Amari Stoudemire, and Shaq didn't fit as much into that. But well, that's why Shaq you, didn't fit doing... super well into. A... Yeah, kind of a hot take. I don't know why Shaq wouldn't fit in a running gun offense. I don't. He would have. He would have back in when he was younger. He would have when he was with Orlando or his younger years with the Lakers. Yeah, I don't really want old Shaq running up and down the floor, a bunch and. That's just me, though. That's just me. But I think it, it could. It's. I think that's a pretty big example of a boomer bust hire, where you, whereas you got Billy Donovan, the safe hire. You got Mike D'Antoni, who could potentially push Philadelphia into a deep playoff run, or they could just fall apart and rebuild with him. I. The jury's still out, honestly. If if he even gets hired, they could hire somebody else. Shaq There's not missed, a lot of hot coaching candidates right now, but Shaq missed D'Antoni by one season. The year Shaq came in, D'Antoni left. Yeah, I didn't think Shaq would fit. If Dan- I don't think D'Antoni would be like, I need to go get sh- old Shaq for my run-and-gun offense. Yeah, it, well, that d- it didn't make sense, did it? That's why we had to look it up. That's why we Google things. Thank thank God for Google. Um, Sam, yes. that's all our topics. Do you have anything else to add before we... If you guys thought this was fun, you guys just better get real excited for our NBA Finals preview. That will be fun. More games, maybe some prizes. We'll see what happens. Prizes? What do you think I am? Made of money? I didn't say you were getting the prizes. Oh, okay. I'm all for prizes. I might have prizes. I like prizes. Prizes are a good thing. Prizes are fun. Um, I think I got a stretch. Um, yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode. Um, make sure to catch that Boston game today. Uh, it should be a, hopefully a fun one as Sam and I have predicted. It'll be a fun one. Um, 
But yeah, Sam, thank you as always. Always fun. I can't wait to do it again next week for our finals preview. Um, but yeah, everybody, make sure. Have a great week. If you want to go watch some football today, if that's your thing, go do it. I'm going to be doing that for most of the day. Go catch that basketball game. And have a fantastic week, everybody.